Well, as far as I can tell, the story of the laborers in the vineyard is the least beloved story Jesus ever taught. I mean, this one little parable has the two things we say we hate the most as Americans. Manual labor and socialism. Let me ask you, do you know anyone who enjoys this story? Of a man who got up early in the morning, hopped into his F-150 and headed down to Home Depot to hire a bunch of workers at 9 a.m.? Only when he realizes he doesn't have enough labor, he goes back to Home Depot at noon and three and five and gets even more employees. And then at the end of the day, he pays everyone the exact same thing. I mean, who does that? That's not how you run a business. Isn't there an invisible hand that's supposed to deal with these issues? This is not the way the world is supposed to work. Right? I remember when I was 18 years old, I went to work for my father's construction company up in Raleigh one summer. And during my time working for his construction company, I was the lowest paid employee in the entire company. Now, the reason I was the lowest paid employee was not because my dad was trying to humble me or because he wanted to make an example out of me for everyone else. The reason I was paid the least was because I was by far the worst employee that they had. I mean, I had no technical skill, poorly developed upper body strength, and the work ethic of an 18-year-old male I was paid $7 an hour, and if I'm honest with you, it was about $6 an hour too much. Why was I paid so little? It was because I was of little value to the company. And if I wanted to make more, I just needed to work harder. I mean, that's what your parents taught you, right? That hard work pays off in the end? That's the lesson we teach to our children, isn't it? to invest themselves, to go the extra mile, to pour themselves into their work. Do you blame the nine o'clock workers for grumbling when they found out that everyone else got paid the exact same as them? I mean, they were the ones in the sun. They, they were the ones who had their calluses ripped off their hands working in the fields. Why should they get the same amount as some Yahoo who shows up at closing time? It's not just, it's not right, it's not American. Saw a statistic recently that said ever since COVID began, online cheating in high school and college has gone up 200%. And ever since we moved to a virtual learning platform, it's just easier to Google an answer than it is to study boards. Or if you're a student and you want to ensure quality control, you can sign up for $15 a month for a, a study platform like Chegg, where you submit your questions and they just give you the answers. And of course, the hardest part for teachers is there's almost no way to stop it. Now, now we agree that any student who cheats their way to a right answer on a test, they don't deserve an A, right? I mean, why should you give the same grade to someone who Googled the answer, to someone who pulled an all-nighter? 
That's not the way to encourage hard work. So what exactly is Jesus trying to teach us with this story about an unjust reward system? What's the lesson about this farmer, these workers, this vineyard? That's supposed to teach us something about the kingdom of heaven. Well, some scholars say uh, what Jesus is giving us in this parable is a beautiful expose that highlights the difference between our human understanding of justice and God's divine understanding of grace. Justice and grace, that's what they say this parable is all about. As the old saying goes, when it comes to God, we want grace for ourselves and justice for everyone else. Or to say it differently, when God forgives us, we love it. When God forgives other people, we grumble. So some people say what Jesus is trying to teach his disciples is is a lesson about how they need to be humble and remember that God is God and they are not. Friend, the farmer said, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? Or as the original Greek text says in this passage, Jesus said unto his disciples, suck it up, buttercup. Justice and grace. That's what this parable is about. Right? Well, maybe. But then again, maybe there is something else going on here as well. You know, back when he was the dean of the chapel at Duke University, Bishop Will Willman tells a story about leading a Bible study one evening with a, a bunch of college kids where they were looking at this parable, the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. Now, after they read the story a few times and talked about some of the details of the text, uh, Bishop Willman asked a question to his students. He said to him, now tell me, what, what do you find interesting about this parable? And one hand went straight in the air. A grad student said, Have you guys noticed? He's never at the farm. Bishop Wilma said, Who's never at the farm? The farmer, the student said. The farmer is never at the farm. Do you know what? He's right. That most of the action in the story doesn't take place in the vineyard or in the city. Most of the action in the story takes place on the road that connects the two. Now, isn't it interesting? I've always read the story as a story about laborers and vineyards. I've always been fixated on the injustice of the last being first and the first being last, but well, maybe that's not what this parable is about. Maybe this story isn't about the laborers or the vineyard. Maybe this story is about the farmer who refuses to give up on anyone. The farmer who continues to go back again and again to bring more and more people into his farm. Maybe what Jesus is trying to teach us is that God's love is persistent. 
It continues to reach out and bring more and more people into God's kingdom, regardless of their worth. Don't forget, the number one criticism Jesus faced in his ministry was not that he was a blasphemer or a false prophet. The number one criticism Jesus faced in his ministry was that he ate and drank with tax collectors and sinners. Or as the Apostle Paul said, Christ died for the unrighteous, not the righteous. So maybe that's what Jesus is teaching us. That God's love, it doesn't give up on people. That God continues to seek after them. God continues to show up on the road looking for more and more people to bring back to his farm. God is the shepherd that searches for the sheep until it is found. God is the woman who seeks a lost coin until she stumbles upon it again. God is the loving father who waits patiently for his prodigal to return home. God is on the road looking for the least, the lost, the last, and bringing them into the kingdom. Which is to say, you can't fall farther than God's grace will catch you. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed and shield, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and I settle in the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. No, God, God refuses to give up on anyone. I remember several years ago, a woman came to my office and asked if I had a moment to speak. The woman said to me, now, Pastor Beam, you don't know me, but, well, I was hoping I could share with you a little bit about what's going on in my life recently. She said, you might recognize my name. I've been on the prayer chain here for years. I've had cancer for years. It's hard for me to remember a time before I was going through chemotherapy. But what you might not know is that cancer, well, it brought me to a dark place. That the pain from the chemotherapy, it, it led me to alcohol to numb the pain. And then the alcohol led me to make decisions I promised myself I would never make. I crossed lines I never thought I would cross. And last year, she said, well, last year I hit rock bottom. But ever since I hit rock bottom, I want you to know God has been there for me every step of the way. Now I'm in AA. I've been sober for three months in my life. It is so much better now. Anyway, I stopped by because I know you talk a lot in the church about new beginnings and starting over and resurrection. And I just want to let you know that it is true. Resurrection is true. And I'm all the evidence you will ever need. As the farmer, the farmer is on the road, bringing more and more people into his kingdom. So have faith today and know that God has not given up on you and he's not given up on me. Because there's no place you can go from his spirit. There's no place you can flee from his presence. He's out there seeking and searching and finding until one day we will all be brought home.
again. Yes, thanks be to God. And amen.